All right, guys. So what's I'm going to have to start off with what's Kyle? It's been three or four years since you've been here, right? Yep. So you've walked around quite a bit and stuff like that. What's kind of most interesting? What you see? What you find here at the PRI show? Um, I put you on a spot too much. Yeah, you did. I don't. It's just all. There's just so much different motorsports here. Just you know, from drag racing to to uh, Indy car to dirt track cars. It's just a lot. It's it's a lot of fun to see just everybody different motorsports and things they do and then all of that so okay we're in i gotta back up for a minute kyle i guess when i was introducing you earlier we had no sound so i have to get a kitchen introduced kyle right. smith drives this alcohol funny car yep he's based out of wichita kansas and we're a great partnership with him and his dad and john and uh, we got his car in the bay here for in our booth uh it was fun getting it in here but that's okay <laughs> it took a little bit but we uh and it was it was cold outside. It was cold. I had to get a little bit creative to get over the hump there, but <laughs> we got we got her done. Too, this thing's so. a low rider. It is. It's a. Yeah. It's tricky to uh, get around certain places. So. Yeah. So anyway, Kyle. Again, thank you and your dad and John for being here. You've been a, a great partnership and stuff with what we do here and, and help us here in the booth and stuff. But it's also fun to have your car here. You've been getting here. You just got another picture taken of the hot rod <laughs> uh, from that part. So uh, back to again since I cut you off. Uh, it's been three or four years since you've been here. This place amazes me how big it is, and I still say that if you would take all three days and walk the whole thing, you couldn't walk in three days. That's how big it is. I People agree. don't fam until you've been here. I agree. You know, for us, I'm sure we've missed a lot. We tried to hit some of our our vendors that we use and just, you know, kind of face-to-face and, and re-familiarize, see if there's any new products they have or or things. So uh, it's just been really good from that aspect. So. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I had a few things I wanted to hit and look at and stuff like that, too. And uh, Nick and Nick, we've kind of picked up a couple more what I say, vendors or that mm-hmm. kind of thing too. Yep. So what did you guys get from the show? What do you think's been exciting and all that kind of stuff? Well, there's a lot of new uh, new products coming this way for 2024. A lot of cool stuff, hopefully, we're, that we're going to be involved with. Um, it's, just, uh, it's just really neat to be, this is kind of the place where every company unveils the new product of the year. So if you're here, you get to see it before anyone else gets to see it. And uh, be a part of that and get your first orders in. And okay, so what did you see that new? What did you see was new? Well, obviously, you know, our new Hoosier tire. That, that's been a big one for okay, us. Okay, so let's talk about that for a minute. It has been a big hit. So talk about what you did with Hoosier and the, the new no-prep tire. So for a couple of years, three, three years I've been begging them to build this tire. Two yeah, years, probably. Two or three years. Um, been begging them to build uh, this 28-inch tire, kind of existing off of what they already had. And change the compound a little bit, change the sidewall up a little bit. And uh, I knew it was going to be, I was hoping it was going to be a home run. And so far it has been. It's been a great seller for us. Positive feedback with every single pair that I've sold. I've never had a someone say, oh, this one didn't work for us or didn't do this. So We still haven't actually done an official press release on no. it or Hoosier Corporate hasn't done it either. So it's all really been word of mouth. And yep. Yep. So anyway, it's a no prep tire, but kind of tell everybody if you switch this tire, what do you gain? What do you got? What's happening there? That, uh, the that tire, helps the car go. Yeah, the tire's got a lot more teeth to it, so it's got a lot more bite. Um, the compound is a lot softer. The sidewall is a stiff sidewall, um, so it's allowing guys to run a little bit more air than we used to with our other tire to achieve better goals, uh, better 60-foot times than we were with the the traditional CO7 that we had before. So this is a DO5, which is the softest rubber that Hoosier has put on a drag tire. 
What's that deal? Five? Yes, I hear all these numbers. CO seven six five four three six C. What does all those numbers mean? So you know, I don't know when they actually started that or how why they changed so many different numbers from C's to D's, and then you get into some of the dragster tires, and you got. You know, C1350, 1450, 2020, 2055, 2021, like it's on uh, the alcohol funny cars and top dragsters and stuff. Okay, um, so let's do this for a minute. The Kyle's tire in the back of his car is about twice the size of that tire. Oh, about four times the size four of that time? tire. Okay, so now my question would be is the material that makes up Kyle's tire versus the material that's making up that tire is what different? That one, the small tire is a ton softer. Uh, his tire, I think, mainly because of the size, the profile of the tire, um, the softer sidewall, the, like using the sidewall on these cars a lot more to have the bite where we use our shock and the rubber on the tire um, is completely different. So it's a whole th- strategy theory, I think, different. A lot um, of material, a lot of material changes in those tires. I mean, obviously, the funny car tire, you know, the funny car has, you know, 4,000 horsepower going to those tires where. You know, a big time small tire car would be, you know, twenty five hundred. Yeah. So but you're seeing it a lot more. You're seeing like me and Kyle talking. Yeah. You know, the new. new well, they're small getting tires, more powerful 4, for sure. But you know, Hoosiers really you just use different materials um, to make up those rubber compounds to make you know these tires more aggressive. Well, they they'll work with this lighter car and the bigger horsepower and different construction techniques in the in the carcass of the tire itself. So Kyle, how many passes do you get before you change a tire? Uh, you know, we like to we like to put about 30 on a rear set. That seems to be uh, a good number for us. Um, you do start to see for us, where we see a tire going away is in the 60 foot. You start to see. You can see that, and then you, you know it's the time. Numbers, the numbers, numbers are, will tell you it's time yeah, to, yeah, to kind change of, that tire. Get a little bit slower. So, so. you're seeing 30 passes. So, on a weekend, how many passes would you make? Um, trying to think at, that at up. a national event, you're if you go to the finals, you're going to make seven passes. Okay, so you got about every five, six mm-hmm. weekends, you're going to put a tire on the back of that car. So, you know. now the front I wish we had that in our car, Nick. We tell the 60-foot time get slow. We got to change the tire. <laughs> yeah. That'd be kind of nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. So let's say you let's say you're at an event, right? And you made it to the final round. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say you got 21, 22 passes on that set of rear tires that's on there, and you're up against somebody that's it's tough that you're really going to have to run them hard. Now, will you take those tires off and go put a new pair on just to just to get you that extra edge and that one last run? Um, you know, honestly, no. So there is a there is a couple run break in period on those rear slicks. Um, okay. If you if you took a new slick on versus a I'm going to use a five run slick and you put the same tune up in it on the same conditions, the the new slick probably is not going to make it. Um, it, it. There is a break in period. So for us, the first one, it's more. Get a get a good burnout in, get it mm-hmm. broke down. But usually, usually after a couple passes, they're they're ready. So how to do work. you how do you time that? You know, five lap break in period there with you know obviously you probably put them on before you go to an event or when you get to an event. Uh, it's it's very it's very tough. You know, for us being maybe a, a smaller budget team, you know, some of these guys have you know three or four s- sets of wheels with tires on them. So for them, they can kind of jockey them. Mm-hmm. For us. We have one set of wheels and, and, and tires, so we kind of have to, you know, be a little strategic. We may we may give up a, a qualifier run that just he'll back it down a little bit so it'll go on the new tire. Um, but, you know, 
that's kind of, you know, for us in, in a, in a low buck team situation, that's kind of how we manage that. It's not always ideal. <laughs> right. So anyway, back to my question, the tires are so much bigger, but they're really not the same material. No, no this, the general construction, like Nick said, the sidewalls on his are a lot softer than the sidewall on this tire. Uh, the rubber compound on the small tire is more aggressive than the rubber compound on his. But you don't, you are, you're always on a prep track though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have to be, to be able to get that amount of horsepower. Yeah the grip to get down the track where you're talking about your tire is going out on a on a bad bad back of the track stuff um we do a lot of the there's a lot of cities that i don't want to say street up. racing we might as well just get it out there. It, 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 well it is <laughs> and, and there's a lot of a lot of cities that put on legal street race events now um we do a lot of them in oklahoma and texas and stuff and so it's getting more and more popular you know kansas has a few that are 150 foot street drags and stuff like that so it's Real bare, bad asphalt stuff. So you need the most sticky tire that you can get because, yes, they're not these big – well, not not yet. It's coming. But they're not these big screw-blown Hemis like they are in these cars. But some of them are, and you're getting that. You're seeing that this year where some of these small-tire cars are three and 4,000 horsepower, and they're trying to run the same setup on that baby tire. Down. How can they do that? How can they hold Traction control and EFI has come a long way. Traction control, that's legal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not we don't our have, sport. That's called cheat. Yeah, we don't right. have rules like that. <laughs> it's called cheat, <laughs> you know? But still, I mean, you think about that, though. Taking that big tire. Actually, how the big tire holds 4,000 horsepower, but I don't see how you'd ever get 3,000 hold on that damn thing. So, like, with Kyle, you know, he's using all of his horsepower the minute he lets go of the button almost mm-hmm. all the way down the track. The small tire guys will use one second of that power on the big end the rest of it's barely bringing the power oh, in. so you're gradually bringing it. so you are basically full power once you launch is that uh, correct you know no we we do manage timing going down the track we probably see full timing and full fuel at roughly um probably 2.5 seconds, seconds of the run and you run a pass in how long 5.4 Five four. so about, about halfway through yeah. you're getting yeah. So for us, we, we have a lot of trouble early on, what we call the shake zones, roughly 1.2 to 1.6. So we, we do have to pull timing and be, be pretty careful right around there to get down the track. Um, so, but after that, and we get it in high gear, it's, it's full bore timing, full bore fuel, and it's, uh, it's eaten. Okay, we got a, a, I guess we're going to call it a comment coming across the chat line real quick. Since the chat line's over, I can't see it. Josh is texting it to me. But Todd says, Kyle needs someone to scuff those tires in for him. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Todd. I'm going to do it before you're going to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got the privilege of getting in the car here uh, on Wednesday or Thursday, I think it was, that I got inside the car and put the hood down on it and stuff like that. And I'll tell you, it's pretty cool inside there. And I'm not sure I want to, I'm ready for 4,000 horsepower, though, either. But I, I think I'm ready for 1,000, though. <laughs> and just a quick burnout's all I want. We can just put, that. put a little throttle stuff on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Keep me safe. Don't let me get out of control right. from that part. So, Todd, I appreciate what you're saying. I'll get you on the list, but I hate to tell you, Todd, you're probably way back on the list <laughs> from that part, too. So, so how many mile an hour is that? Uh, for us in the quarter mile, 263 mile an hour is what we've been. Sounds like me going to work. so you like your history so you started running these cars about three years ago yep and you really had no prior drag racing experience you just pretty much got in it Mm -hmm. yeah that's that kid blows me away so the first time you got in the thing and went 260 mile an hour with really no 
previous race experience. I mean, what kind of, what was that like? Well, luckily, so to acquire your license, it is, it is a process, you know, you have to make six mm-hmm. laps gradually getting quicker. Um, so for us, uh, the first couple were really just a 60, hundred foot launch, you know, to kind of get a feel for it. Um, just yeah. NHRA, there's actually, there are people there watching that. <laughs> um, so you have to have other drivers sign off on them. Um, so is what you do. Okay. Yep. Yep. So we, like I said, we, we went to great bend a lot. We had a great relationship with them and they allowed us to kind of come up and work in between events. And then, you know, obviously with dad's experience, um, he made this thing, you know, it wasn't making 4,000 horsepower when I was licensed. And, you know, it was, it was a tamed down dog in comparison. Yeah. You have to get, get used to it. And stuff you know, so that. yeah, I'd say the first, you know, the first 10 laps were probably not real pretty by any means, but, uh, you know, you just, I think for me a lot, I just watched, I've been able to watch a lot of cars go down the track and, um, I just think, uh, that helps a lot. Um, you know, and having, having your father as a guy that's done it for 30 years, you Long know, he, yeah, I mean, he's, well, you know, he was able to really get me prepared for a lot of things. And even there's things today that happen that him and I talk about and I go, well, I never, we didn't talk about this. What, what am I supposed to do now? Well, here's the thing I'll tell you, because we were sitting at dinner last night and I was sitting beside your dad and, and he started pulling up pictures of both cars he drove and stuff and everything. And back in the late eighties, when I was racing, it was Wichita International Raceway at the time. Uh, I remember that was your dad. I remember that car. <laughs> I had no idea it was him. Then they didn't put two and two together till last night. But I was there at 81 at uh, Wichita National Dragway when he was flying at <laughs> down the track and didn't know it was him. So that's still amazing for you to go right into alcohol funny car and, and go. Yeah. You know, it's it's been a progress. I'd say, you know, obviously the, the first year was just a lot of learning curves and uh, and me trying to, to keep it in the groove. But uh I feel like uh, I'm I'm getting getting better all the time, and and some of these alcohol drivers are just so seasoned. You know, they're talking 20, 30 years, so I'm mm-hmm. never going to catch them. But each year, I, I get I get a better feel in the car, and just uh, just this yeah. thing throws your curveball every time out. So, so Nick, would you like to get an alcohol fun in the car? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's one time. Yep, <laughs> one time. So anyway. Uh, now in your car, you only you only mainly do eight though, right? In your car, yeah, yeah. Most of the small tire stuff anymore is all eighth mile. And you do hardly any eighth mile. Correct. Most all the NHRA events we attend are a quarter mile. Um, there are there are some series, uh, Midwest Drag Racing Series, uh, Funny Car Chaos that are based around the eighth mile. So uh, we get a little bit of both. Um, for us, this car is pretty much uh, when I built it. When we built it, was my goal was to go run NHRA, so that's that's the rule package. Um, but we will we'll jump over there and run some events in Midwest and Funny Car Chaos just to use it as a, a good testing opportunity. Um, now we'll leave it in NHRA trim. <laughs> See, but- this is something that blows me away. Now, I, I shouldn't say blow me away, but trying to fathom uh, the car and you tuning and practicing, and even then, even Alan brought up how that if a top fuel car company has a, a team has a bad weekend or whatever they're calling the track on monday to go practice and tune again <laughs> and i mean again it's just me on the outside not knowing everything that goes inside your car and stuff like that is knowing i guess what what changes the car not to get fast with the uh, knowledge the time is there adjustments is it fuel is it you know see what i'm saying what I mean, changes the car to where you Got to get fat. Got to. You know what I'm saying? I don't well, know if I'm explaining for, myself well. For, uh, for us, it throws us the biggest curveball is the track conditions. Um, um, it's amazing from day to day. We will see 
vast differences on on a track where there's certain spots that the grip is better or worse. Oh, really? Okay. Um, you know, so like I said, for us, you can't read that though, can you? Uh, you know, some of the fuel guys have some pretty cool uh, track technology <laughs> to track some of that stuff. I mean, it's it's pretty expensive stuff, and and the fuel guys have a, a person that is dedicated to monitoring the track, the conditions, and everything like that. So. Um, at that level, that's pretty important. You know, we, we do kind of try to go off what we see some of the fuel guys are doing. and and uh, But, yeah, it's it's kind of go up there, walk the track, you know. Yeah, try to figure. Now, you take temperatures of the track and take, all that? Yeah, tra- we monitor track temps throughout the weekend. Um, and that's a big part for how much power we can apply early on versus not you know so what so. about you nick do you look at track temperature too oh yeah so i have an infrared sensor on the bottom of my car that picks up and reads track temp as i go down the track oh really yep huh. then we got digital torque meters that we can walk the track and most of the fuel guys have them too and you stand on them it's got a big torque wrench on it and it's got a pad underneath it and it'll tell you how much bite the track has and you can walk the track every you know 20 feet 10 feet whatever your your program is set up to do and then it'll tell you a torque reading all the way down the track so it gives you a little better idea of what the track's going to do or hold so you walk the whole track sometimes yeah you uh early on in the weekend i will but typically for us it's it's from the starting line to about 60 foot okay so not to interrupt but that prep they put down on the track they spray the whole track even kind of the start line going forward right Mm -hmm. yep then how often do they put more of it down um NHRA, it kind of varies on, on, like I said, they got some people that are really smart and they monitor some of that and, and, and they will they will even scrape the first 60 foot of a racetrack uh, several times a weekend because you'll have lots of rubber built up. You know, if you have five, 600 cars making passes every day. So does the rubber help it or hurt it? Um, too much rubber hurts it. You That's know, hurt you. Yeah, the, really for us, we like, a, we like a track that has minimal rubber because I mean, what happens when you get too much rubber built up, it becomes squishy and it's hard to apply power to squishy power rubber power so so the thinner the layer of rubber seems to give you a little bit more grip it's it's tighter so uh you know but most of the nhra tracks um are are very very prep very good and and they do a good job you know kind of deciding what they need to do do they need to spray it do they need to drag it do they need to scrape it um so how often do you you say you only walk at the first couple of, but how often do you walk your track us, we'll do it a lot more um, because in the no prep stuff, the track is constantly changing. It's a moving target every pass. You'll never get you'll never get a pass where oh, it was the same. You know, you think sometimes it gets better. Well, anymore it gets worse. You know, you got so many people using different traction compounds or different this or that or the other or different theories on how they're going to do stuff, and they'll either remove the rubber from the line or add too much. So. Every pass for us usually is a is a different scenario. We don't we can't usually just take a tune up and build from there. We're we're constantly moving. Okay, so do you use some kind of a traction compound on your tire when you do a burnout? Nope, water no, only. Water only. Can you? Is that not legal for you to use or? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, just it, I, it's just your preference. Yeah, what just, you do. This is what they do most time in, in the racing. We do is just just water type. But you burnout. use this. You use this stuff called Devil's Glue, right? We do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke there, Nick makes devil's glue, correct? Yep. That's so, mine. That's why we said I told you those other guys were down this aisle, just this aisle right over here. They were looking for you. There's a few. There's a few. <laughs> so, 
Okay, so let's switch gears to more exciting stuff we've seen here at PRI. The crowds have been phenomenal. It's been a, it's probably, I think, the best attendance that I've seen the time we've been it's here. It's been really good. Stuff. It's definitely up. Um, so what are the new and exciting things do you get to see? I mean, uh, that part. What do you, what'd you pick up on? Would you, what's something we can tell the listeners what they, what's, what's new? Uh, I'm going to throw out uh, the Tony Stewart announcement. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we were talking a couple nights before that. We were, I think we all seen that one coming. But yeah, Tony Stewart is now taking Leah Pruitt's uh, spot in the. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's it's pretty neat. You know, he 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 raced in an A field drag or top alcohol dragster basically all year last year. Finished second nationally in the points. Um, oh, did he? I didn't know that. He finished yeah, second. Huh? Yeah. So he, you know, and and honestly, before he even got his A fuel license, he had made uh, I think a handful of passes in Leah's top fuel car. Um, you know, but let's be honest, Tony, Tony's a driver. I, I think you could, you could hand the keys to a lot of things and, uh, he's going to be able to drive it. He'd so take it to the front. That's yeah, for sure. You know, so I, I, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, uh, to see how he handles it. That team's a proven team. They won a lot of races and I really felt like they started to get their stride at the end of last year. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting from a weight standpoint. Obviously Tony's probably a little bit heavier than Leah. It'll be interesting how that, uh, affects the balance of the car and uh and just how it works so really weight of a driver is going to affect that rail huh? yeah you know i mean obviously he's heavier so they're probably gonna have to move some weight around um and she drives a canopy car which is naturally you know 30 to 40 pounds heavier than a non-canopy car what you mean by that it's she's in a shell yep yeah why would someone want to go in the shell and not be in the shell um I think they obviously the shell is a protectant deal. Um, you know, with, Makes sense, we've yeah. had some, you know, uh, you know, several several years ago there was some issues with with uh, in, uh, a wing breaking off and, and catching a driver, and it was a really bad deal. So that's where the canopy come from. But I think uh, you know just comfort level. You know, I got some guys that yeah. are, you know I'll use Doug Coletta. Doug Coletta up until the start of this year, it never drove a canopy car. They put him in a canopy car and honestly struggled all year. Um, <laughs> They he wrecked that. They put him in a non canopy car, and he went out and won the last three of six races. So I just think uh, just a lot of driver preference. Um, I think I think obviously canopy car is safer. I would think so too. I mean, but so okay. And then we had a couple of other announcements other than this new no prep tire. Who's your made a couple of other huge announcements, Nick? Right? Yeah, they did. So uh, they've got a uh, contract with the FIA for uh, their European uh, rallycross. Um, of course, we've got our new asphalt oval late model tire, uh, the ST1, ST2, and ST3. You know, we've interviewed several uh, of the late model drivers. Uh, it's amazing how much different they are. You know, one's just strictly asphalt. One other one was dirt and asphalt and stuff, too. So it was kind of fun to hear their different sides of the stories. But I still was blown away how all those drivers, the prep's about the same, getting ready's about the same, the amount of hours you spend's about the same, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, what else, guys? What else would we tell our listeners what we picked up on here at PRI? Uh, Nick, anything else you saw new, fancy? Uh, there were some cool new cylinder head technology and developments from uh, BTR, which is one of our distributors on the uh, small block LS platform and LT platform, which is kind of a, a big thing for us. Um, they got some new canned valve heads that they took me over and showed us. That was pretty cool. Uh, Aeromotive, you know, and was working with Petronics. They kind of ac- acquired each other, and uh, they're picking up a few more brands. And there's a lot of new stuff coming, and it's moving to a new location, which will be better for a lot of people, including us. So that's pretty neat. 
Um, a, lot of, a lot of neat stuff, really. It's cool. I see that here the simulator they're running, and uh, and everybody's listening. Nick Roberts is a drag racer. I've got proof that he's got a little dirt track in him because I got proof of him sitting on a simulator, even driving it. So don't let him kid yourself that he's not just he hates the dirt and he just wants to drag. Because I caught him red handed. I know he's trying. He's trying to do it when nobody's looking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't. I can't be the worst at it. I mean, I'm, uh, me and Josh Piper, who hits the wall quickest, so <laughs> yeah. we already talked about that too. So yeah. This this little guy over here has been over here about six times already today. He's trying to get that. We're giving away the three hundred dollar gift certificate today, and uh, we got a fast time of seventeen oh eighty five. We're at sixteen eight. Oh, there it is. Yeah, up over there, I missed it. Sixteen eight. So. Anyway, he looks like he got mad and took a, Oh, yeah, he's mad. He couldn't get it. So he's going to try again. He's mad. <laughs> so uh, want to get on the simulator, come check that out. Come over and check out our simulator and see if you can get on her and win. We've had a lot of fun with that simulator. I can't believe how much it's run and gone and everything we'll else. We'll probably too, put so. 10,000 laps on that sucker this week so far. But, I uh, bet there's been more than that. And you, you turn it on to Bristol today, right? Yeah, we're Bristol today. So we've been in Eldora. Now we're at Bristol. Dirt. dirt. Bristol. No dirt, yeah. Zero yeah. Nick, dirt. 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 Dirt, 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 dirt. That's what I'll that is. You, but I'll tell you what I like to do on that thing when nobody's looking is I like to fire up a road course and maybe like a Trans Am car or something and get them paddle shifters working yeah. and <laughs> turn some laps on that, man. That's that's a lot of fun. You know, we don't get a lot of road racing stuff around where we're at, but, you know, that's always been kind of a bucket list item for me is, okay. to, is to do a little bit of road racing. We had the one gal from Hoosier, the Hoosier Hero driver. She was a road course driver. Yeah, and her vet. Well, not her. Tracy that's, Gadu. That, that's, yeah, she does a hill climb and all that kind of stuff. We had the other gal that actually, one of the first ones we interviewed, uh, that also drove the road course on asphalt. Uh, I'll have to go back and look. But, yeah, I remember. So, that's what I like about those drivers. Just all different makes. Uh, I shouldn't say makes, but different types of racing that they all did and stuff, too. And uh, to get nominated for that's pretty huge. So, yep. Okay, gentlemen, what else we got on the bucket list here that we got to fix up, get done, whatever here while we're here at PRI? Well, we've got a lot of looking to do today. It's been a pretty, pretty busy week so far. I really haven't had much of a chance to venture too far from our little general area here other than going to see a few key people here and there. But uh, uh, we got some exciting things in the works, trying to put a few things together with some uh, new vendors that we haven't had before. So everybody will have to stay tuned to that. And uh, we'll let you know what we got going on. We're always looking for new stuff, new vendors that better take care of our racers and stuff, too. Nick, anything else that you saw? Anything that, uh, not really, it's kind of, kind of the same thing. You haven't, I've probably only seen a 16th of what is here, you know. Mm -hmm. That's just so hard, too. Uh, so if you have never been to PRI, I'm telling you, it is so much fun. It's so, it's uh, of course, our booth is a lot of work and stuff, too, keeping up with it and stuff, but to walk this thing crazy have you walked much oh we've done a fair amount of walking but i still don't feel like i've seen <laughs> near as much as i probably should well the first i got away when someone had to have a walking taco yesterday and they were pretty good they were pretty me good. and kyle went took off to go find those things and i forgot that we're over there in the north 40 where that <laughs> yeah. thing was at yeah <clears throat> from that part but you just don't fathom how big this place is and how much footage there is and then you go over to the uh cold stadium and it's full too with trailers and all kinds of stuff and uh from that part. So at anything you want to look at and see, uh, it's right here at PRI. There's nothing. Yep. I don't know if there's another show better than this show to uh, see all the different types of racing and stuff, too. And, uh, you know, years ago, you'd hear people say, oh, there's more drag racing or there's more of this or whatever. But I think this year there's a good variety of most everything that's here uh, from that part. So anyway, gentlemen, what else can we talk about? 
we're going to have to cut this show short so we get back to work. Well, we may have to cut it a little bit short at least, but uh, the food's been good. <laughs> really? <laughs> did you hear that, Kyle? I did. I'll second that. <laughs> All right, we'll second that too. So, well, anyway, everybody, uh, we're going to cut it short because we want to get things to do here at PRI. Uh, thanks for everybody that watched us through the uh, Thursday, Friday uh, with all the Hoosier 24 <laughs> hero drivers. Uh, we're going to go see what else we can find here today. We got just about everything done here in our booth. We need to get done. Looks like we got Cody Williams is jumping on the simulator. See what he can do on the simulator. Winning our $300 gift certificate here shortly, but he's going to have to get fast and take out. Uh, looks like Tyler up there at 168 uh, at Bristol Splinter Speedway. So, gentlemen, let's go finish up this week. Let's go uh, see what else we can find out here. Everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next Saturday. Me and Josh back in the studio at the main bit, the big corner. And uh, everybody have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you soon.